What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley right from the logo. Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm. Um, today's podcast is going to be a little bit shorter uh, because there's no football practice today. Uh, they just practice three days a week. And so uh, I don't have like any new information, but I did think up a couple of things I wanted to talk about. And I thought that right now would be a good time to talk about which freshmen like class of 2021 freshmen there's there's basically going to be like three years of freshmen with like the red shirts the the true freshmen who played last year but are still true freshmen now and the actual like true freshmen but i mean like freshmen freshmen incoming weren't on campus before um i think that there are a couple who have decent chances of getting on the field this season um so that's where we're going to start. There were a couple of other things I kind of wanted to do, um, and I'm hoping this will kind of lead into the other, but I want to talk about these defensive backs just a little bit um, and some of their cover numbers. I went through a bunch of those stats again last night um, because I was writing about Christian Gonzalez, and Colorado's defensive backs are really good. So we're going to get into that as well. Um, again, going to be a little bit shorter show, um, but talking about which freshman could be on the field this year, talking about um, just how good the secondary is, and then I will be gone, and we'll talk tomorrow after I have like some more information. Tomorrow, by the way, hearing from uh, Darren Cheverini, hearing from Chris Wilson, so those are the two coordinators, and then I, I really thought that I could pull up this email that has the list. Oh, there it is. Uh, Brady Russell. Oh, that's going to be fun. Oh, always, always, always like hearing from Brady Russell. Oh, wow. I, I already had like six questions come to mind. Um, okay. Real quick, we're going to talk more about the Colorado XOs, um, their rugby team. Um, not just a rugby team. A rugby team that is three and one. They've only lost one game in their existence now. Um 
they're taking athletes from a bunch of different sports. They are teaching them how to play rugby. And because there isn't like a huge rugby playing population in the United States, they're trying to get those guys onto the U.S. national team. It's a cool project. Uh, they're really trying to help grow the sport of rugby in the United States. If you want to follow along, and it really is cool stuff, you can do that at DNVR Rugby on Twitter or the DNVR Rugby podcast on um, wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, and then uh, the, the written content will be at thednvr.com. All right. Um so let's just start at the top of the recruiting class because I think that that's probably uh, the smart way to go through the guys with the most stars, probably the most likely to play. Well, we'll actually see about that. Um, number one, though, in terms of Colorado's recruits this year, in a .885 prospect, according to the 24-7 sports composite ranking, that is what we'll be using for all of the rankings and we'll be taking their, like, well, I guess not their heights and weights because we have updated ones. We'll be taking some other stuff depending on uh, if they have anything interesting to say. Um, he's the number one recruit, though. I think that there's a path to for him to see the field. Um, when I first decided that this is what we were going to do today, he was the first name that came to mind and I thought, no, I don't think so. You know, he's he's a freshman freshman tight ends it just takes too much time like you the part of the reason you don't see good well-rounded tight ends in college is because it just takes more than four years to become a good tight end to, to build the strength the speed the ability to catch the ability to block you have to know your you, know, you have to understand the running game why you have what assignment in the running game you also need to understand all of the passing concepts there's just a lot of information and it makes it really hard for young players because again there's just a lot that you have to do um but here's what i'll say eric olson is listed right now as 65240 to me that is just fine i wonder let's uh let's let's look up our friend uh, george kittle spent a lot of time talking about george kittle when uh uh tc mccartney was the tight ends coach so so george kittle 64250 eric olson 65240 so you're obviously like what those 250 pounds are for George Kittle, probably a little bit different than uh, what they are for Eric Olson at this point. Wow. Does Wikipedia not have Travis Kelsey's? Oh, Travis Kelsey, six, five, two sixty. So again, like you don't need to be NFL sized to, to play tight end, first of all. And the fact that he is like, arguably like if you're six, five, two forty, you, you should probably be able to run fast. If, if he's fast, then yeah tight end size. Um, so he has that part going for him. Size doesn't always equate to strength. Um, that's one of those things where, you know, what actually can he do as a blocker at this point? Um, because there's a chance that his technique is horrible and he's not strong enough to, to block those guys. And if though that's the combination he's working with, well, maybe you could use him as like a flex tight end like get some mismatches outside and use him basically as a receiver and and again that that is his reputation he is a good receiver he's fast he's long he can go up and get balls he's a good athlete uh, from heritage high school in littleton um and and you know i think that because of that because he is such a natural athlete we could see him um on the field this year and uh, it helps that 
the buffs are fairly uh, shallow at tight end, as has been noted on occasion on this podcast. Um, Brady Russell, a great start. Um, you compare him to the other number one tight ends in the Pac-12. Um, you, you think of like Brant Keithy at Utah. Um, wow, I don't even know at this point. It seems like most of those guys moved on. I guess tight ends are one of the positions that it is kind of tough to know everybody. There really weren't many big tight ends. Huh. So, so, but that's the point, I guess, is that Brady Russell really is near the top of the Pac-12 in terms of starting tight ends. Assuming, you know, what we saw from him in the one game he played last season wasn't a fluke. That's, to be fair, a, a fairly large assumption. But because it's what I expected to see, I'm choosing to believe that that's who he is. And I guess since we're on the Brady Russell point anyway, wow, we're literally going to be talking about Brady Russell tomorrow. I should save some of these um, thoughts that I'm having. But real quick, I will say that I do think that he is a better downfield receiver than he gets credit for. Just because I think that when you ask him to to make like a little double move underneath, he isn't somebody who has like super quick feet for that. Like he's somebody who you just want to get his body going in a direction and not start him and stop him and start him and stop him. So saying like, yeah, you just run the seam and kind of bend it in a little bit in front of the safety if you want to. Like that that sort of stuff I think makes it easier for him to get into positions where he can catch the ball. Because I mean, Brady Russell for the most part is going to need to be open to catch the ball. Um... You're not saying like, okay, he's got he's got the defender on his hip. Let's see if we can drop one into him up the sideline. Like, that's just not his game at this point. If you're throwing the ball to him downfield, you're not doing it unless he's pretty open. Um, and because of that, I, I like the idea of just letting him run to space and keep that momentum going instead of you overusing him too much on the short stuff where he has to stop and go and stuff. You know, um, just a thought I had yesterday and... Uh, it, it really wasn't a great one looking back. Um, where were we? So Eric Olson, yeah, absolutely. I think that he could be a factor for the team this season. Um, the point being because behind Brady Russell, you know, Matt Lynch, who came in and did some good things. You know, Jared Poplowski's coming off the injury. It'd be fun to see him. Um, there, there's some other guys. Uh, Caleb Foria, uh, I think, have we been, maybe we haven't heard anything about him yet. I'm trying to think back. We might have heard on the first day that he looked good. Uh, doesn't matter. Point is, there's going to be a competition for definitely that third tight end spot and probably that second tight end spot that, that Matt Lynch held down when he was healthy last year. Um, Eric Olson, I think, probably shakes out as like your, your number four tight end, most likely. Um, but if he's your number four tight end, that means that probably one to two games, he's part of the rotation. Um, because of injuries and, uh, yeah, it's not, not a bad starting point. Uh, of course, there's the potential for him to exceed that expectation as well. Um, a couple more. Uh, so the next highest rated recruit, according to the composite ranking, Tyus Martin, um, from Jacksonville, Arkansas, which I would venture to guess is the worst Jacksonville. Um, so He's in a tough spot, you know. At six four three eighteen, that's a good starting point. I wonder if the what the buffs list him at. Um, buffs list him at six four three twenty, so two more pounds. Um, he is not in camp 
yet, and so that holds him back. The fact that there are so many good defensive linemen also holds him back. Um, I, I I don't think you see much of uh, Tyus Martin. Again, all of these are just my best guesses, but just because there are so many guys in front of him, um, again, it's a position where you want to get strength on guys. And again, he, he brings good size with him, and that's going to, to be half the battle. But does he have all those tools? Does he understand what he needs to do? And can he surpass... Some, some good players who've been in the rotation for a Power 5 football team before. Um, on top of that, something we haven't talked a lot about, um, but Blaine Toll, uh, he's a freshman transfer from Arkansas. Uh, he's a defensive end, um, only 6'5", 235, so I guess he's probably an outside linebacker in this system. But, you know, there, there's one more little bit of competition with a little more experience. I guess... Antonio Alfano leaving does open things up, but it's not like he was the one who was blocking him anyway. Um, so yeah, Tyus Martin, again, talented guy. That's why he's a 0.8654 recruit. Um, but it's it's a tough path. Um, from there, number three is Chase Penry, another one who is not on campus yet. Uh, 6'2", 190 as a receiver. I, I think we see him. I think we see him. I don't think... I think we see him less than we saw Brendan Rice last year. And I think we should have seen Brendan Rice more, to be honest. Um, but I do think that Chase is going to get a couple of opportunities. And I think that they're going to start right away. I think that because of the uh, the the way the season starts with Northern Colorado... Again, knock on wood, and I don't want to like jinx anything, but that's a that's a game that Colorado should absolutely win, um, and they honestly should be able to to see what some guys look like in the second half if they want to. Um, on top of that, uh, I've I've heard that there's a little bit of like a, a, a Valor Cherry Creek rivalry that is extended into uh, that game potentially. Um, because there are so many Cherry Creek players at Colorado uh, and a bunch of Valor players headlined by McCaffrey uh, at uh, Northern Colorado. There's a fun little storyline. Chase Penry, maybe he's one of those guys who starts to get some opportunities in the second half of the game. You know, a Cherry Creek guy? I, I don't know. I, I think that that's how it plays out. I don't think that he's a big part of rotation. Um, I... I I really like the tools that he has, the speed and the length and the footwork and all of that. Um, but Brendan Rice is one of the best receiver recruits that Colorado's ever gotten. And he was uh, he was toward the back end of the rotation for the most part. But he did pick up, I guess, late in the year. Um, so, yeah. I think we he's he's the back end. He's seven or eight or somewhere around there. And, and in blowouts, you get to see him. And in close games, maybe he gets a snap here or there, but that's about it. Um, here's here's a, a fun one, I think. Drew Carter, dual threat quarterback uh, out of uh, Oregon. Uh, Colorado's number four recruit. He is on campus, as uh, we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. Um, listed 6'3", 195. Not a big guy. You'll remember, though. Uh, let's see, Jaden Daniels, the quarterback at Arizona State, he did a whole bunch of really great things as a true freshman when he was like 
maybe like 6'3", 185 or something like that. Um, so definitely an uphill battle for Drew. Um, we've heard good things about him so far in camp. Um, his name has come up uh, a couple of times when talking about the quarterbacks, and he is rot- rotating in with the other guys. Um, I'm excited to see him on Friday at the scrimmage because I really don't know what to expect. Like get, taking a high school quarterback and saying what he's going to look like in college is tough to do. Um, but you know, what I will say is that this is a competition and we've seen true freshmen win quarterback competitions before. And it certainly helps that he's on campus early for spring camp. Um, he's not the favorite by any means. And when I talk about the quarterback competition, he is going to be a bit of an afterthought, but you know, there, I guess it hasn't happened all that much at Colorado, but at other schools, you, you see it, you see true freshmen win these competitions and Sam Neuer, second team, all pack 12. He's, he still has some weaknesses, or at least he did the last time we saw him. It's not like he's had a whole lot of experience and so a lot of those could probably disappear. But, you know, it's it's not like you're trying to beat out um, Tua Tagovailoa, you know? It's, so th- there's a chance there. There's a chance there. Um, uh, an outside chance, but what a fun storyline that would be. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Trevor Woods, safety from Katy, Texas. Uh, you, could, you could see the path. Um, I don't think that he is on campus yet let me double check that no he's not um list is 62200 by the buffs so good to see he's still growing and gaining weight um i uh i don't think that that we'll see all that much of him but the secondary just seems weird It, it always seems weird like you know christian gonzalez a true freshman started every game and now we know that that is something that this coaching staff this the secondary staff and and Carl Durrell they are willing to do so with one open spot uh the spot that Darian Rakestraw filled you know I don't see Trevor I see Trevor Woods as more of a strong safety than a free safety and I'm not actually sure if that's like the consensus I don't love his fit filling in for uh um Darian Rakestraw I I, I kind of like him more as like almost slot defender maybe even a, a cover linebacker if he can put on just a little more weight um he's he is fast though I don't know there's a path the secondary is just very complicated and I guess maybe now we jump ahead to Tyron Taylor too um Tyron Taylor he's a little further down the list, but he's my real dark horse. Um, 0.83, what? He's there. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14th ranked recruit. But I, I, I haven't been able to stop thinking about what the coaches said about him uh, on signing day. Um, you know, him being an incredible athlete. Um, he has a black belt in Taekwondo. They say he's a cover guy. He's fluid. He understands leverage. He doesn't panic when the ball's in the air. They're all things that you don't really say 
very often about young players. And the fact that he has all of those things, maybe not like down, but he has a start on them at the very least, that's that's a good sign. And I think that if you're looking for somebody from uh, the back half of this recruiting class, that's where I'm going. Um, Real quick, let's see. Any more names jump out? Kalen Moore, he can fly. Because he can fly, there's a chance you see him. I doubt it, though. I think that he needs some more work. Uh, Zephaniah Maya from uh, Nevada, uh, who I first met when he commented on a DMVR Buffs postgame, um, he is on campus, and we've heard good things about the young linebackers. We know that that is, at this point, a, a position of weakness for this team compared to the rest of the roster. Um I'm not too worried about it just because honestly, like if it's, if it's Quinn Perry, I'll be excited to see Quinn Perry. Um, if, if it's Robert Barnes, which I guess it more and more looks like it's going to be Robert Barnes, just what we've heard in the last like week, still so early though. Um, and again, like when you're asked about, uh, a guy, you generally say good things. It's a conversation we had yesterday. Um, so there's that too, you know, John Van Deese, that'd be, that'd be fun. I think, um, Marvin Ham, there's a bunch of guys, but I think Zephaniah Maya, if, if he can provide something, um, if he can tackle, if he can cover, he, he might have a path, even though he's a freshman. Um, um, trust in Oliver doesn't count. Um, but they've said some good things about him. Yeah. Oh, Cole Becker, the kicker. Um, I think I think there's a chance that he could win the starting kicking job. Uh, Ashton Logan, the punter. Eh, sure. Um, just to wrap this up real quick, let's uh, rank these guys in terms of their odds of uh, being, in, let's say, impact players this season. Um, we're going to go Eric Olson, number one. He's the number one recruit. It's a position where I think that there is certainly a path to the field. Um, he comes in with good size, good tools, uh, g- good hype, if we're being honest. Um, we'll throw him number one. From there, it really gets tough. Um, I'll go. I'll go Chase Penry there. I think that he's the he's the I think that we will see him out there on the field this season. I feel good about that. Just little bits and pieces, but I also think that there's a chance that what he did in high school and just the sharpness they played with. You know, a, a lot of receivers in high school are just bigger and faster and stronger than their opponents. And that was true of Chase Penry for the most part as well, and and he used those tools. At the same time, he also got himself open using his feet and that is something that could translate to the next level a little bit better and because that upside i'm gonna put chase penry number two odds to be the an impact player for colorado this year and then uh from there i'm going tyron taylor tyus martin Mm, but then I realized Cole Becker. I'm gonna put actually no. We're going Eric Olson, Chase Penry, Cole Becker. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Tyron Taylor, Tyus Martin, Drew Carter.
There you go. All right. Um, I'm actually really excited now to see all these guys play on Friday. You know, first look at Drew Carter. First look at those guys. And then, of course, I will be right back here uh, reporting back to you guys. And also, I'll have a bunch of notes up on the website after the scrimmage, uh, which will be available to DMVR members. If you are not a DMVR member, now is a great time to sign up. Uh, you get all of the same things that every member gets. You get big beers for the size of small beers at the DMVR bar, access to the written content, and more stuff that's behind the paywall. Um, you get to... Uh, Oh, you get to join the members-only Discord. Um, but right now, if you become a member, not only do you receive a free shirt of your choice from the DMVR Locker, you will also get a Recover Holistic Stick from Holistic Wellness. What's that, you ask? Holistic Wellness is all about the CBD. The stick will send you packs 10 milligrams of CBD, and this one is focused on recovery. All you do is pop the top of the stick, pour it in any drink, stir, and consume. Again, this one's fo focused on recovery. Uh, it's a pretty cool thing. They, they have others uh, like that help with sleep, with stress, beauty, digestion. Um, so if you guys are interested in that, you can actually use the code DNVR30 at holisticwellness.com. That's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com and get 30% off your order. Again, if you just want to become a DMVR member, you'll get a chance to uh, try the uh, recovery holistic stick, get a free shirt and all that stuff. You'll also get a, a coupon to holisticwellness.com. It's an awesome deal. Now is the time to become a member. Also, if you are looking for beer, I would recommend the Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale from Breckenridge Brewery. Um, you can pick that up or the seltzers, or the strawberry sky, or whatever you're trying to get uh, by going to the Breckenridge Brewery website using the beer locator, and it'll just tell you exactly where you can find that stuff um, near you. On top of that, the farmhouse is open. It's socially distanced, it's beautifully set up for outside dining, and if you're more comfortable at home, you can still order curbside pickup from 12 to 8 p.m. They can get beer delivery from the Drizzly app or head to the nearest grocery store like King Supers or Costco. Um, if, if you're able to, I would go get some awesome food and some beers from the farmhouse uh, down in Littleton. It really is an awesome setup. And if you're more interested in curbside pickup, they do that too. You just call 303-803-1380 between noon and 8 for pickup and use the code DNVR to save $5. Oh, one more. And, oh, this is really fun. Uh, it's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers in Augusta, Georgia compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you 100 to 1 odds on the golfer of your choosing to finish in the top 10. If you haven't tried DraftKings, this is the time. Uh, turning $1 into $100 is really simple. Pick any golfer from this weekend's tournament, and if they finish in the top 10, you cash $100. Um, DraftKings is safe, it's secure, it's reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the golfer of your choosing finishes in the top 10 of this weekend's tournament. That's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, um, 
these cornerbacks. And the reason I want to talk about this is, first of all, because I, I looked at the numbers again and thought they were really cool, but also because Tyron Taylor, as I was looking through those names, I thought, huh, I do think that there is a world in which, you know, Chris Miller moves back to safety and they decide Tyron uh, needs to play corner, play like the star occasionally instead of, you know, a, a Nigel Bethel. Again, Nigel Bethel played really, really well last year uh, in, in limited opportunities. And that's what's going to make it tough is that there are some ADBs, but it's also... It's, it's one of the positions where Colorado has struggled with injuries in the last couple of years with Makai Blackman missing time with uh, Chris Miller's missed some time. Um, we don't need to dig into all of it, but that is another one of the trends there, which opens up some opportunities for other guys, especially in a full 12 game season. Um, into these numbers though, and we're just going to go cornerbacks first. Um, and we're talking pac 12 uh, corners. So for the most part, Christian Gonzalez ranks pretty close to the middle. Um, if you sort it by like the NFL passer rating that guys allowed last year, and again, this is using uh, Pro Football Focus's stats, uh, Christian Gonzalez came in. Oh, where did he go? Oh, there he is. Uh, 40th in the Pac 12 out of 63 qualified corners. It's not great. It's not ter- Oh wait. There we go. That's uh sorted from from worst to best. Um oh, we also want to do minimum of uh 20 coverage snaps. There we go. Just so that there's something. Okay. Uh the real real number is he is 19th out of 51. That feels a lot better. Um That's a good that's a good showing for a true freshman. Um, there are some pretty big names behind him. Uh, Keith Taylor, for example, is going to be drafted. Diamador Lenore is a, a, a big name guy from uh, Oregon. Uh, Cam Bynum is behind him, the the star defender from Cal. Chase Lucas, who was the the key slot guy for Arizona State, um, and that's just a couple of them. That was a good season for Christian Gonzalez. Um, on top of like he he gave up a an eighty five point three passer rating. He also only allowed one touchdown, and I believe let's see, let's get this right. There we go. Um, he was of the thirty five players, and I think it actually might be more than that if you change the settings. Who allowed at least or or, or allowed one touchdown? catch or fewer he had the most coverage snaps so it, it took the most time to get that touchdown on him uh so that's another thing you like too um real quick before we move on to these other guys though um the completion percentage allowed was only 55.6 20 catches on 36 targets that's good stuff 15th of 51 um in front of him though are two Colorado cornerbacks. Makai Blackman gave up 14 catches on 32 targets, 43.8%. And Nigel Bethel gave up one reception on three targets. That's eh, small sample size, but his 2.8 NFL pass rating allowed led the Pac-12. Again, small sample size, but good things did happen. He he had that key interception. I'm trying to remember which game that was. I can picture it. He's in the end zone. Um 
point is, he made some plays. He wasn't on the field all that much. Um, let's see. Pro Football Focus says he was there uh, on on the field for 36 plays in coverage. So there's more plays where he was either blitzing or running, but not all that many more. Um, so yeah, if you sort by the NFL passer rating again, though, Makai is 11th out of 51. And Nigel Bethel, of course, with that 2.8, first out of 51. Um, it's definitely small sample size, especially last year with the six games and all that. But these defensive backs for Colorado have numbers that back up the, the what we saw on the field, which was that they won a bunch of games because of their defense. Um, it wasn't necessarily like the cornerbacks who won them all those games, but they certainly helped. Um, I wanted to go through these numbers before camp, but then I totally forgot when we were talking about the defensive backs. I skipped over them, and I'm glad we got to go back through them now. Real quick, um, Isaiah Lewis gave up a 67.9 passer rating, 15 catches on 28 targets. Um, and Darian, R- oh, there's KJ Trujillo, Mark Perry, Darian Rakestraw. They credited him with a 118.6 pass rating allowed. Um, I think they get hurt by touchdowns. Um, two touchdowns. Yeah, that's that's more than pretty pretty much anybody. Um, so that doesn't help. So yeah, um, Mark Perry down a little bit lower. KJ Trujillo's who KJ Trujillo who is now gone um, toward the middle of the pack. So good stuff. There's there's some good stuff in there. Um, I really don't have too much else to say. I think that that's probably going to do it. Um, and I will be back tomorrow after I hear from the coordinators as well as the, uh, oh, Brady Russell, of course. Um, I'll see you guys then. I think they like my Colorado sway. Cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. Man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway is pushing 180. Speeding past competition, see you later, baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Cause you know we finna hit ya. Hit ya, hit ya. You on your own now, why you watching the official? You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it anytime. It started at the scrimmage, we gon' win it at the last. My Colorado swag in the middle of the ring.
revival Get them thugs, get them bugs, mess them up, we say we got them If we don't, then we'll get them When we see them, then we have them like my Colorado swag Cause when I'm in that play I don't really, I don't really know just how to act And when I'm in that go, you know I'm acting bad Holla, get them bugs with my Colorado swag My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag Man, I swear I think they like my Colorado swag I think they like my Colorado swag Cause when I'm in it play I don't really, I don't really know just how to act And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad Holla, get a bus with my Colorado swag My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag Man, I swear I think they like my Colorado swag